0: have a surprise for you are you ready
1: oh yeah (laughs) surprise
0: it's uh here it is just i need you to listen oh to this What what is that do you hear it yeah sounds like
1: a hummingbird
0: it sounds like a hummingbird
1: or a woodpecker
0: That's, uh, Uh, that's you snoring.
1: Wait, wait. No.
0: And that was, and that was like just the preliminary snores.
1: That's what I sound like? That's so annoying. That's embarrassing. You came
0: home from London and you snored for, you slept for like 10 hours and you snored the whole time. Uh, You got the travel snores Now
1: I understand where our relationship lies And nope. that I am allowed to record nope. you And you are doing something nope. embarrassing Cool This was
0: a very unique situation You never snore Or it's really rare That's true And it was such a weird sounding snore It sounds like a woodpecker <laughs> And I wasn't planning on doing this on the podcast It's uh,
1: been three weeks since I got back from <laughs> London
0: Okay, I M- kind of U- planned it
1: Welcome to episode 22 of Should We Get Married with Kylie and Kyle! Oh yes! How's that?
0: We're here, we made it. We're here. Hello!
1: Coming at you live from the Should We Get Married studios. Wow. In our living room.
0: Yeah, Salem's already walking around. Can't stand it. Let me get a... Anyone
1: want a dog or... Let
0: me get a shot of coffee. I'm Uh, gonna take a pow of coffee. I don't
1: know if you should drink my coffee. What is in this?
0: What is in this one?
1: It's a triple grande coconut milk latte. As always. Is
0: there sugar in here?
1: No. I don't want it.
0: You're, you're yeah, being sarcastic. Probably.
1: I don't know what kind of coconut. I'm off
0: sugar right now. I don't want it. Okay. Here's the deal is um, <sighs> I just want to thank our listeners for listening, being a part of this small scrappy community. Thank scrappy. you so much. You can support us by following us on Instagram, telling your friends. Kay. That's a big deal. Review us on anywhere you listen to a podcast. Good Give deal. us a five-star review. Why not? What yeah. the hell? And you can leave a question on our website, shouldwegetmarriedpod.com. At the bottom, it's totally anonymous. Our Instagram is at SWGM pod. We are a podcast about relationships. We are posing the question, should we get married? But also, should anyone get married? It's a really open-minded journey through the relationship cosmos, and we're here <laughs> (laughs) to talk about us and everything else relationship wise and the nitty gritty of all of it and we're here to have fun and also the whole point of this podcast we started this kylie yeah we just want to sit down have a conversation once a week together yeah we had no idea we'd get any listeners so we have more listeners than i could have ever imagined and i'm so grateful for that me too but, uh, you know, it's raining. Also, rain-
1: I'm still enjoying this. Sorry to cut you off. No, that's all right. And I'm happy to be here staring at your face right now. <laughs>
0: that's good. <laughs> so it's raining here in lovely Everett, Washington, as it does. But you just got home mm. from London. You're now in your 30s. Um, Talk to me about London.
1: I am in. I You, you know are what? are now in your 30s. I'm 31. You are- so I've been in my 30s nope. now.
0: You were 30, yeah. and now you are in Have this conversation your again.
1: Okie dokie. take It's just facts. It. Super young. Still very, very young. How's yeah, it feel to be in your chicken. late 30s?
0: I feel like a spring chicken. Oh, okay. Now that I'm off sugar, the whole world is <laughs> yeah. a different place you for me. at your
1: fingertips. You know, um, the whole world is happening in London, okay? And I want to move there it's amazing there okay i want to go there together i want to talk you into moving there i want to pack this shit up and take these mics on the road are
0: you serious
1: i would move there you know what if we didn't own this house or even if we did maybe well, we yeah, could sell it or rent it i would move there for just to see how it is for a year half a year something like that. But, um, we have animals, so it's hard to do that when you have those. Yeah. But it's, I just, I was in love with it there. Everything has so much character and history behind it, which we don't have very much here. Mm. And I just, when I would get out of my hotel room in the morning, I'd step it on the street and I would put my hand on Jessica's arm and I'd be like, wait, just let me take this in. Cause every building, I would, I would do that. You could ask her. Every building is so cute. And every little street you step down is so cute. And I couldn't get enough of it.
0: Is this your first time to Europe?
1: First time to Europe. Yeah. Like first time out of the country besides, you know, Mexico, Canada. Wow. Yeah. And I can't wait to go back. And I found, I mean, we did all kinds of stuff. Like we went to little Venice, we took a canal boat ride all the way down to Camden town and went cool. to Camden market for anyone that's done that. Oh my God.
0: So you had take it in moments. You had to stop yeah. yourself, breathe yeah. and enjoy the moments.
1: Totally. That's I mean, really cool. It was really cool. And there was a lot of work and I had a lot of meetings and stuff, but yeah, um, Jessica... It was like, pick what you want to do on your birthday and we'll go do that. And we did. And and that was my favorite day. And
0: Yeah. What was it like turning 31 in London?
1: I don't know. It didn't feel like my birthday. Like it was a really incredible day, but it just felt to me like I was traveling. Was so, it like
0: having Christmas in Hawaii?
1: Yes. Because I wasn't surrounded by my loved ones. Mm-hmm. I wasn't.
0: Well, you were in Hawaii. I, what? You were surrounded by your loved ones oh. in Hawaii.
1: Yeah, but like on my birthday, it didn't feel like, you know, there wasn't like a celebration or a, or a cake or a cards or, you know, anything like that. And I didn't see, it just didn't feel... Did
0: anybody sing you happy birthday this year?
1: Yeah, at work. They sang it in our monthly okay, meeting. Cool.
0: Do you do it's you find that important? Singing? Yeah, because no. some people set their birthday barometer by, I like was it? I saying happy birthday? Did that happen on my birthday? If that didn't happen, it wasn't a full birthday.
1: I think people feel that way also with social media. Like, did people say happy birthday on Facebook?
0: I just want to say something which I don't like about the happy birthday song. Is like there is something intrinsically uh, magical about being sang to. There's something about it where there's a whole group of people singing to you on your birthday or whatever occasion. It feels really good. Do you
1: have that bar? Set on your birthday?
0: No, I don't. But it is nice. Mm. I will admit. Also, there's a level of of embarrassment, which, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is as a positive move <laughs> into it's it's a it's a positive move outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. In my opinion, I think that's what is really cool about those awkward birth, birthday sing to moments. And then after it, there's such a relief, if, especially if you're embarrassed. Yeah. Especially if it's in a fucking restaurant or something like that. Right. You feel such a relief when that song's over with.
1: That's and true. And it's
0: almost like you appreciate life even more. I'm like,
1: <laughs> I can go back to being invisible again.
0: Yeah, but I like I like the whole tradition of singing mm. to um, someone else and being sang to. It's. It's nice. It's not always comfortable, but it is special in a way. Mm. I uh, we sang to my mom last night.
1: Oh yeah.
0: And I saw you know I saw her get emotional, uh-huh. and it was it's just it makes a moment out of a. If there's nothing else happening in the day, sometimes that I think sometimes that that silly ass birthday song can really kind of make that person's day.
1: Yeah. Well, there's um, something about walking into a room too and surprising them with the song and a candle. Yeah. Which we did, but yeah. No, I didn't. I don't feel that way, but I do cherish anyone that reaches out to me directly. Like I feel the love in that way. So if people are saying happy birthday on my Facebook wall, not so much, although I appreciate that. I really want someone to just pick up the phone and call me on my birthday and say, or what about a text? That's great, too. I
0: like... I, I want
1: my family to call me. Like,
0: I think Facebook happy birthdays are... Um, and by the way, if this is something you like... This is just my opinion. This is just how I feel. Um, I don't like them. I don't think they're... Um, I don't think they're really that sincere. Mm-hmm. I think, like, if... I don't say happy birthday on Facebook, but it's not because... if If I really I know either. that person... And by the way, if I remember their birthday... It's nothing personal if I had to forget it. Mm-mm. It's just, you know, I don't take it personal when somebody forgets my birthday, depending on how close we are. But, um, you know, a text, a reach out, a nice message or a phone call is so much better than Facebook. Yeah. Or any social media correspondence. Yeah. So much better. And by the way, Facebook message messaging. Mes- mm. Messaging. Yeah, I, know. I can't talk. It's so annoying. Man. You can't get around it. And the only
1: way it's helpful, like I have a group of search and rescue friends that do Facebook Messenger. So you guys got and, a group? Yeah, that's yeah. nice because I'm not close with everyone there. You don't I don't have their everyone's phone numbers. numbers. Okay, all right. That's the only way.
0: The thing that really bugs me about Facebook Messenger is. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh,
1: really going off here about Facebook Messenger. Just
0: this one last thing <laughs> is if you have my number,
1: huh.
0: correspond with me on that yeah not on social media dms or uh facebook or any of those just text me please it's it's <laughs> a different level i it's like i don't check that stuff i don't have it i don't have notifications on it and everything because i want to have you know a life outside of social media
1: yeah my my dad thought my birthday was a whole day earlier this year Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Well, was it because you were in London?
1: No. Do you think like, he was making... Even, no. Like, oh, okay. even <laughs> with the time change. Yeah. So, technically, he was texting me two days ahead of time. Because okay. he thought he was making up for the eight hour, nine oh. hours. So, he texted me, like, you know, the night of October 1st. How did,
0: how did that make you feel? <laughs> Honestly, uh, honestly, well,
1: it was a really sweet long text. So okay. I love my dad, and that was really precious. Well, but I awesome. was also like, "All right, he's w- getting a little older."
0: Would you rather have him had? Uh, and he
1: texting me on my birthday.
0: Figured out the math, and text you on the right time. Would have that made it better?
1: I don't know. No, I don't okay. know. I just want just. Want someone to call me? Okay, well, you're I the only you. person that called I me. I called you
0: two or three times. I, <laughs> I know. Think. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was a great birthday. It was awesome. But I'm. I, it was good to be home too. Yeah. Long flight.
0: well you got home and uh <laughs> surprised you with uh gifts.
1: Holy shit! Yeah, you did.
0: And birthday sex. W-
1: uh huh.
0: <laughs> yeah, because that's what it's all about.
1: That's how we roll here. You gotta. Um,
0: you gotta do birthday sex. Yeah, it
1: was. R- it was a nice coming home for sure. it was great.
0: What do you think about birthday sex? how important is that to you? Mm. like if you don't have birthday sex?
1: No I definitely like to have sex on my birthday
0: but I'm uh, but asking the question if you don't have it on the birthday yeah do you feel like there's do you feel like no. a deeper reasoning like is that is something off?
1: No I don't think so. Do okay. you feel that way?
0: No. Uh-uh. Yeah,
1: no, it just didn't happen.
0: It's nice. It better happen. <laughs> but if it doesn't, it's not that big of a deal.
1: <laughs> it's just a special occasion where you want to feel like it's a feel good day.
0: Yeah. And, you and also, all the good
1: things to happen.
0: Also, I think a little extra goes into mm-hmm. the sexuals.
1: Oh, on yeah. On the
0: birthday. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, also, I had been gone for six days. So it was like really.
0: Yeah. Time. It was time. It was time. It had become time. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, what else are we talking about today?
0: So I've started watching this movie. Oh. Called Tango and Cash. (laughs) Okay. Have you heard of it? No. Oh, my God. Kurt Russell. Uh, sylvester stallone are <laughs> tango and cash it's a 1980s action movie and if you ever want to have the best 1980s action movie experience like all the cliches in one like this is one, it one one scene to the next all the cliches go to go into it bad acting one-liners are so amazing huh. bad action uh, like all these stereotypes, r- racial stuff, when it was okay to do that, but it's hilarious. And it's just like a ball of, of awesomeness. The whole thing. It's so bad. It's so good. Really? Tango and Cash.
1: I feel like I'm getting that whole experience just by hearing the name.
0: Yeah. Yes. Tango and exactly. Cash. Exactly. It's all in the name. I don't even need to see it. So I never saw this movie, um, but I'm watching it now bit by bit. And... I'm just kind of savoring it because it's so amazing. There's this one part. Okay, Kurt Russell is Cash. He, they're, they're cops, right? They're undercover, and eventually they team up to take out the big drug lord or whatever. I haven't gotten that far, but I read the bio. There's this one part where Cash, he goes into his his apartment, and he checks. He, like, is walking into his apartment. He has some groceries, and he notices himself in the mirror. <sighs> And he takes a good look at himself like, wow. He gives himself a look up and down and, he, and it's just like a look of, wow, I'm I'm Cash and I'm Kurt Russell and I'm looking good. Wow. And then all of a sudden, this guy, this bad guy, breaks through the mirror what? and starts shooting cash. And then cash drops his groceries and he fires back with his gun.
1: He's loaded already. Or no,
0: he doesn't fire back yet. What he does is he runs out the balcony crashes out the window and then he leans over the balcony and then he has a boot gun. He has this gun in his boot and he fires at the bad guy through his boot. Yeah. Through his boot. And then, uh, cash gets shot in the shoulder. It's just a flesh wound. It's no big deal. And and then the, the bad guy runs out and he jumps, this huge slow motion jump off from the balcony like ten, fifteen feet up, down onto a car, and then Cash runs out and chases after him. And the way he jumps
1: I wish you guys could see Kyle's animations right now on his way hands.
0: He jumps. Okay, so he jumps off the balcony, right? And he jumps out legs first. Like he's like he's sitting like he's, he's going to land on his back, on his butt. Oh, on yeah, something He's trying soft. to get paralyzed. Right. It's like he jumps that way, but then it cuts to him landing on his feet on the ground. No,
1: like yes. cat style. Yes, dude. Wise.
0: There is no way he could have landed that no. way on the first mm-hmm. cut, but then he lands perfectly on the second. And that's the whole the whole movie has been like that. It's such a joy. It's wow. such a wonderful. OK. Wonderful thing.
1: Wow. Anyways, I've been you watching that. You haven't finished
0: it though. No, I'm just like I said, I'm taking it slow. Here's taking something it really I don't. Slow. Here's
1: something I don't get about you. Yeah. Here's something I just can't understand.
0: Tango and Cash.
1: You don't. Sometimes you just won't finish things. So I won't start a movie unless I can finish it in that sitting. If I have two hours to watch a movie, I watch one. But you'll just like start movies, and clearly you love this movie. But at some point, point you're turning it off and like going to do something else.
0: Yeah i've I've been like that for a long time, and here's why is because when I used to um well I still write songs, but my old uh i guess the old way I used to write songs is i would wa- I would turn on a movie and I'd have my guitar and I would just kind of plunk away on it and then when something hit me to inspire me from the movie or from my own mind or from whatever I was riffing around with on the guitar I would pause the movie and I would write hmm. and then I would start the movie back up again it, it was like I kind of liken it to old school second screening
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know how you're staring at a phone mm-hmm. you're like surfing through it you pause the movie to finish the yeah. Instagram video it's kind of the same thing as that but yeah I don't have a problem with stopping a movie and finishing it the next day Especially with what I do now for a living, I have to stop something and go and work for a little bit and then take a break from it when I'm editing, you know, thousands of photos or whatever. You have to like really take a breather from that. And sometimes it's a movie. So I'll stop and start a movie or sometimes I'll edit while I'm watching a movie, that kind of thing.
1: Okay. How about this? How about when you get in bed? Yeah. And work has nothing to do with it. Okay. And he puts something on TV yeah, that's brand new, you haven't seen before, and is really good. Yeah. And you fall right asleep. Right. I no problem. don't get that. Well,
0: I just started the next day. Like, what's where's the he, loss? What's the big deal?
1: my brain is stimulated. Like, even if I'm falling asleep out on the couch and we go in there and we put something awesome on that I want to see, it's like my brain does a 180 and... I can't physically fall asleep because I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying that. You're
0: stimulated. Right. To the point to where you can't fall asleep.
1: And I don't want to miss it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what it is. I just, I'm one of those people that have always fallen asleep to television or when I didn't have a computer in my room or a television in my room, I would have my laptop open. I've always been that way. And I was listening to Arnold Schwarzenegger give an interview (laughs) one time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and he's always been that. He watches the news. He falls asleep to the news, oh that which sounds
1: terrible. Yeah. That's
0: a whole nother level, but a lot of people do that. Uh, I'm one of them that is okay with it.
1: I guess it could be comforting if you grew up watching the news. Yeah. Um, okay. Well on that note though, we agreed we might take the TV out of the bedroom. Yeah. We're we are
0: taking the TV out of the bedroom.
1: I just restarted Harry Potter books and, um, I just want to like get in bed and read before I fall asleep. Yeah. I want to be in that world. That's like watching a movie in my head.
0: I do too. I want to start reading more. Um,
1: oh, do you? Yeah. <gasps> Let me ask you a question.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> you know, I should say this for me like you mean no, likey, but right. last night, um, I, K- Kyle's playing Link's Awakening on Nintendo Switch, and I'm reading- Incredible game. Harry Potter book two. We're both sitting on the couch, and- he starts talking and talking to me and talking to no one and talking to the TV while he's playing. And every time I'm just giving a play by play, every time words come out of his mouth, I'm taken out of the story in my book and I have to reread a sentence. You know, I'm right here. I have to listen to you and then I have to restart reading. Yeah. And it's like watching a movie and someone's walking in front of the TV and saying something to you every time you're like, Oh, I can't watch this movie. You've
0: been working on that analogy, the TV analogy. No. No, you have. This happened I can tell.
1: last night. I,
0: I know. You said it last night. I can tell you thought about it before you said you it. I so
1: nicely. I say, hey, by the way, I say, hey, I love you.
0: <laughs> that doesn't help at all, by but the way. It makes it worse.
1: Can, is there any way that instead of saying the words out of your mouth, you can just <laughs> say them to yourself in your head?
0: you did you said that because I the know way, you're
1: doing it on purpose there's no fucking way that you're talking out loud when you're here by yourself playing a reading game you know because I'm reading that it bothers me it's the same as the pillow thing
0: I talk to Salem
1: you push my pillows off the bed because you know it's going to anger me because you know I have to have them a certain way it's no, the same with reading it's not the same thing you know thing. I'm settling in you're like no, will oh, you I will give me a second. fuck with her no <laughs>
0: I was out there enjoying my time, hanging out with you and playing video games. And I got a little over the top with the talkie talks. All right.
1: So you're going to look at me right now and say you weren't doing it on purpose. Look at me in the eyes.
0: I I was literally doing what I just said, which was I was enjoying my time. I was having fun, hanging out with you. And I got a little over the top with the talkie talks. Let me
1: be specific. What percent of that that you just said? Was leaning into the fact that you know it was gonna push my buttons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. 20%. <laughs> 20%. <laughs> 20%. <laughs> okay. Be really, maybe, maybe 30. I
1: 80, maybe. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's all. I just wanted you to acknowledge it.
0: Okay. And if you preface something by, by the way, I, I love you. But. <laughs> with a but? That was a big deal in like um oh, huh. commu- like uh, therapy communication, like avoid the butts. But <clears throat> yeah. butts are unavoidable. Uh, they're unavoidable.
1: Butts are. Unavoidable. Speaking of <laughs> butts. Huh.
0: Speaking of butts. <laughs> yeah. Remember that episode where we talked about wiping our own butts?
1: Yes. I won't ever forget it. Which
0: episode was that?
1: Uh, the one titled Too Much Information.
0: Okay, so like if, maybe five. If you want to know how we wipe our own butts, <laughs> if you're a new listener, oh, you can go back to that episode and listen to that one. It's a great episode. <laughs> I have no shame. Everybody yeah. wipes their butts. I know. All right. I know. Which, by the way, I talked about my my butt wipe uh-huh. uh, uh, routine. Yeah. And then you barely talked about yours. Well, so. You know, I have to look at people in the cool. eyes at work. But and... I have this gif. Uh-huh and it's a a woman uh, a teacher teaching kids how to wipe their butts no yeah and you it's don't. amazing but he, she what? does it she does it with balloons she's sitting in a chair and she has two balloons Why? tied to the back of her chair and she has <sighs> like butt a, cheeks yeah like butt cheeks and she has a piece of cloth or a napkin or a or hopefully a, a wet wipe no it's a um it's a uh, tissue
1: Oh, just a dry it's just piece for, of material. It's just huh? for
0: example, mm. she's demonstrating yeah. here, but so and in, in that podcast, uh, too much information. I talk about bunchers and folders, <laughs> and I think bunchers are ridiculous. It's not efficient. I I will stand by that. Depends. Um, no, it doesn't depend at all.
1: You're not a it's woman.
0: A, it's always a. Fo- so okay, so that's true. Okay, so let me slow the down. Only
1: thing you have to wipe is your eye hole.
0: My eye hole? <laughs> what is an eye hole?
1: I meant winky hole.
0: <laughs> okay, what is that? What's a winky hole?
1: <laughs> isn't doesn't everyone? Isn't that the thing as like the butthole winks at you? <laughs> what? I don't know. It came out weird. Your butthole. Your butthole. Okay.
0: <laughs> Anyways, let's watch this gif. Okay. She's she demonstrates the proper folding technique.
1: But no one else can see this. Okay, we'll link this in the show notes.
0: We're going to link it.
1: What? All the kids have balloons? Yeah. No, she's not doing it right.
0: Yes, she is. That's a perfect wipe.
1: Just one wipe up all the way like that? Up the crack?
0: Kylie. (laughs) She's demonstrating a wipe. And it's not a full... The gift cuts out. You can tell she does the fold. And she's going to go in there for a second one. Oh. and they're just balloons she's wiping balloons it's genius wow i wish i was showed this way you know what you is know, she
1: making sure no one front wipes yeah
0: she's making sure everybody wipes Cleans. their butt the right way no residue it's a nice fold no it's residue a ni- it's left a good behind. wipe it's a good full wipe
1: i i don't know you're allowed to teach this but i think it's a great idea why wouldn't you
0: be there's balloons everybody's fully dressed
1: because parents should be teaching their kids how to wipe their winky holes.
0: My parents didn't teach me how to wipe my winky hole. Did they teach you? Yeah, but
1: you? they like I don't know. They mm-hmm. wipe it for you until a certain age and so you should learn from maybe that. Maybe
0: they did and I don't remember. Yeah. I do remember too this. Young. I Okay, so I used to be a buncher. I'll admit it. I used to be a buncher.
1: Shame on you. <laughs> That's
0: but fine. then That's but fine. but then my dad got really mad at me. Oh. And then he, in his anger, he showed me the fold technique. And from, my mind was blown. I was, also, I was also mad at him for getting mad at me. But credit is given where credit is due. He showed me the bread, the better way.
1: What was he angry for?
0: Because it was, I was like wasting toilet paper. I was really young. I don't know. Maybe I clogged the toilet or with maybe a bunch he, of bunched oh, up toilet paper. Or
1: maybe he thought you weren't doing an efficient job at wiping.
0: Yeah. Oh, interesting. So he showed me the, f- the folding technique, and here I am today.
1: Peeling here up I am the today. layers here. As they so... say, the rest is
0: history. And, and look at what a you, man I am to now. And now
1: you are angry at bunchers.
0: No, I'm not angry at them. Oh. I just think it is uh, uh, an awful way <laughs> to wipe your butthole. <laughs> okay. It's the worst way to do it. Okay. And there's two ways. Yeah. You can fold.
1: I agree efficiency. with butthole. I agree with butthole.
0: If you bunch it up, there's like, you got one wipe.
1: You can bunch for the front. There's one for a in a woman the chamber. Because you're wiping the whole thing.
0: Well, by the way, if you bunch it up in your front, if you're a front wiper, and yeah. uh, if you're a female front wiper, right. so the bunch makes sense because yeah. it's more absorbent right. because you're just getting liquid. Right. But it doesn't make sense yeah, if not. you're wiping poop. Because I agree, because
1: you don't want to smear it everywhere. Yeah, it gets you don't smeared. Want a, it's a clean it's
0: a one wipe deal. You gotta yeah. throw it and then you you gotta get more clean yeah. toilet paper. Or if you fold, you can kind of get <clears throat> the angles and stuff and you can reuse it two, maybe three times.
1: It's a recurring topic on our
0: podcast. Okay. I'm just saying, this GIF, I saw this GIF, and it's awesome, isn't it?
1: Yeah. That's awesome. I, I love stuff like that.
0: The the balloon yeah. has butt cheeks. Right. That's kinda cute, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Well, we, we got a new couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You laughing at that segue?
1: Yeah. There was no segue.
0: <laughs> so we got a new couch.
1: We got a new couch. Uh, it's beautiful. It's we got really it good looking. Um, uh, Joybird?
0: It's the best looking couch I've ever had. It's also the most expensive couch I've ever had.
1: Yeah, but they make it, it's made to order and they track the whole thing like the build process and the quality control and and then they ship it and set it up for you. And the guy delivered it and was like, would you like me to put the legs on for you? And I was like, yes, please. Like,
0: yeah, absolutely. Thank obviously. you. Please and thank you. Obviously. Yeah, don't ask me. Just do it.
1: And they leave and Kyle and I are excited. And we're like, all right, babe, right, let's try it out. We sit down on it.
0: <laughs> I forgot. About
1: I'm not kidding. You guys. Kyle sits down on it <laughs> I can't even. and his, the back end of his side of the couch completely collapses to the ground and it's his all four of his limbs <laughs> shoot up like flailing <laughs> like he's flying backwards and his face is like ooh, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> and we get off of it and we're panicking we're picking up off the ground and we're like oh fuck is it ruined and we're like should we run out and grab the guy no oh my god and we realized he put the legs on backwards and we had to re-secure them but it was so classic it was you never expect to sit down on something and have it collapse and your face was priceless
0: and at that time <laughs> not coincidentally I, am, I was the fattest I've ever been
1: <laughs> that's not funny you can't laugh at <laughs> Oh yeah, it's hilarious. I weighed,
0: I weighed two hundred and thirty six pounds.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm six foot two. I'm about thirty pounds out of the mark here.
1: This is also a recurring theme on the podcast. But you're eating really Why healthy now. Why are you now. saying that? <coughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> I so here's the thing: is uh, I quit sugar, and yeah. it's been really nice.
1: I sort of did too.
0: You said that very sarcastically in your eyes i mean
1: i quit sugar in like a non-strict way where i'm not checking out like if i have to eat something on the fly i'm not looking at a salad dressing and not eating it if it's if there's sugar in it that sort of thing
0: you're being like sensible
1: i'm not eating added sugars or processed sugars
0: i am but
1: you're being pretty strict
0: so i'm kind of tired of being sick and tired really just having these like food habits of stuffing myself at night having the sweet tooth that's kind of insatiable and stuff and it'll come back for sure because that's who i am but for now i want to take off some weight and see if i can make it more sensible try not to dip back into those old patterns and stuff the my relationship with food, it's complicated. Like everybody's, there's, like, I can't really find the right way to eat. I don't have a consistent diet other than seafood diet. I'm, <clears throat> and I like don't. Like
1: seafood, eat food? Yeah,
0: seafood, eat food. Yeah, I don't really like seafood <laughs> that much. <laughs> I don't exercise enough to, um, to, uh, to eat the food that I want to eat. Yeah. To um, justify. I was looking for that word. Justify. <laughs> Thanks for helping out there. Appreciate it. not know what you are trying <laughs> to say. Okay. So I'm cutting out sugar and going on a caloric deficit. I'm not going on ketogenic and I'm not doing paleo or anything like that. I'm trying to introduce more vegetables and whole foods, mm-hmm. concentrating on like calories and macros, that kind of thing. And I've done this before and I took off a bunch of weight and, and stuff, but I'll be back to cheeseburgers and donuts eventually. Mm-hmm. I just hope that I can...
1: You just told me that your goal is to do that until we go to Universal Orlando and yeah. you shall um, break your no sugar habit with a ginormous Simpsons donut.
0: <laughs> That's something I was thinking we could do together at I Universal Studios. I would love Studios. to share one with you. And also butter, beer, and pumpkin fizz. Yeah. And um, all of that. Hogsmeade.
1: Total and vacation food.
0: Yeah. I... I don't I don't know if I'll ever be consistent with diet. I don't know if that'll ever happen for me. Um I've always been a yo-yo dude. My weight's always fluctuated, you know, Just 15 a
1: yo-yo seafood diet.
0: Yeah, 15 my my weight's always fluctuated 15 to 30 pounds on any given every 5 years. Um and I don't know if that'll ever change and I'm I'm kind of okay with that. I'm okay with the peaks and valleys. I just hope that by the time I'm 60, maybe I can get a little better at it. And it won't affect kind of my later in life, you know, health stuff. Cause I don't know, you know, genetically and the way I've treated my body. And I think, thank goodness I stopped drinking and drugging. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm trying my best and I feel really good by the way. I feel amazing. By, by doing this thing, but I'm only a weekend. So I'm like on that week, (laughs) that first week, like everything's awesome, you know, type of thing. And I've been there before a lot. So, um,
1: gotta stick with that.
0: Yeah. And I, I wish like, I wish I could get way more consistent on working out because, um, that really benefits like everything, uh, including like depression, anxiety, and, um, caloric intake and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Things kind of work out better when I'm consistently exercising.
1: I think I shared with you the other day that I've been so worked up every day after work for weeks where I'm like, my anxiety is heightened. My stress responses are just, I think faulty. Like all the little things throughout the day cause me to react in such a stressful way. And I realized I didn't used to do that when I was working out after work because mm. you would go and you're in, I mean, we used to do CrossFit and I'll speak for myself, but for a time I was like so into it and loved it because when you're there, you can't think about anything else except for what's right in front of you. Like the weights that you're lifting or the workout that you're, that you're doing, you're just there and you're present mm-hmm. and you are getting, you're like working out all of the stress from the day and then you can go home and relax Yeah, and I miss that. But I, I'm having, I'm having a hard time being motivated and I don't, I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to CrossFit, but i would CrossFit's, like to do something.
0: CrossFit's really great <clears throat> for me. Like the volume was too much, but, um, you can scale anything. Yeah, You can do anything in there and the community is really great. But here, here's the biggest negative thing for me is it's, On average, one hundred and fifty dollars plus tax a month, and that's too much. Honestly, I can't really justify that anymore. Um, I just not right now. Anyways, there might be a time where I I do it again, but I've been hitting the regular gym. That's nice, and also doing some at home stuff, and yeah, just trying to be more active and everything. It's it's just like just like um, food and diet and exercise there's better ways to eat and better ways to exercise but it's kind of like there's not one way there's not one size fits all on any of this so it's to each is their own and it's it's our own personal journeys on all of that stuff and it's and it's complicated because one person says this is the right way to eat and then especially if that thing takes off you know uh, publicly and cultural um, everybody's kind of like jumping on that bandwagon, like, yeah, you shouldn't eat, you know, fat anymore. You shouldn't eat carbs anymore, but really it's nuanced. It's not black and white like <clears throat> that. It's
1: well, and that's just obvious. There's so many more layers. There's people specifically talking about what to eat for your gut and what to eat for your right. different immune systems and your liver and, uh, like nutrients wise and nutrients. Like vitamins and things, and there's yeah. endless things that we're being told to do and to not to do. So it's hard to know which are correct or if all are correct. And some kind of balance is is that's what we're I, after.
0: That's why I don't like watching food documentaries mm. because they're so biased. They're so razor edge sharp on their own um, agenda,
1: and they're all correct.
0: Yeah, every one but, of them has a good a silver linings. So all of them.
1: Yeah, but it's like.
0: There's positives and you negatives know. to every single diet out mm-hmm. there. Um, I think there's things you can agree on, um, as as um, like mass farming is shitty. But I mean, but I I could find other people who would say like that's a good thing because we got to feed humanity, and there's almost you know seven billion of us. Or maybe it's almost 8 billion now.
1: Well, and that's just talking about food. And then on top of that, there's just health stuff and stress stuff. And it's like, we also are all supposed to be meditating and we're all supposed to be, there's a whole, you know, are we supposed to be fasting as well? And are we supposed to be doing sleep things and people doing cold and hot plunges and (laughs) breathing exercises? And it's like sexual stimulate like it's endless
0: endless and you know what it is i think more than anything it's people trying to make a living yeah people are creating ideas and uh, monetizing them for their own products and we hear about them because of that yeah and it's that's not all of it i'm just looking at it i guess you know a little pessimistic but I think I would do just
1: into it and passionate. And so that's the thing they focus on. Yeah.
0: That as well. Have you, so have you read, get
1: stressed out by it.
0: I bought another bunch of Dr. Bronner's soap.
1: I was wondering why all of that soap showed up in our shower after I just re-upped on like our shampoo and conditioner.
0: It's the best body soap, hair soap, hand washing soap.
1: You got excited and just bought a few flavors.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever read the label? Yeah. You have,
1: I think so. There's you mean like, like ingredients. Th- there's
0: thousands of words on the label. It's all written. It's so. Doctor Bronner was a preacher, so he believed in. Oh, um, maybe I haven't. He was speaking. Of, just speaking on passionate people. He believed in one God for everyone, and it wasn't. It was like less religion and more like everyone's praying or tapping into the same energy. And he believes we should all come together under this one God.
1: <clears throat> was he speaking of a traditional God or like a power, like a power we can't explain?
0: It sounds like a traditional God. It sounds like okay. kind of Old Testament stuff, but I'm not positive on that. But okay. so he, he started his, he's a master soap maker, right?
1: Yeah. It's like been in the family for a long time. Yeah.
0: He started it. Okay. He's the one and other companies would hire him. He was the go-to guy in the forties. Or the 50s, like the soap guy.
1: Did and you do research on Dr. Bronner?
0: Yeah, a little bit. Okay. I, well, I, I, I uh, watched an interview of his son because it's a family business uh-huh. and I've been reading the soap, the soap label on the bottles because okay. it's fucking amazingly fascinating. <laughs> and uh, so he he was the soap guy, right? Uh huh. And then he got this idea. He was inspired. I don't remember how it came about, but it was kind of his own interpretation of divine intervention. And he was inspired to preach this idea that we should all come together, all of humanity under this one God, under this one idea of God or however he put it. And so he would he would what he would do is he would make his own soap, come out to like flea markets or wherever, and he would preach and people would
1: wow.
0: would buy the soap and leave. Okay. But his whole thing was to spread this word of his his interpretation of God or his idea of of how humans should be or he was, you know, preaching his own gospel. Yeah. And I don't know if it's his while own gospel. Sh- while sold he sold soap, soap but he <laughs> noticed that people were buying the soap and not really listening to his His speeches, his soapbox speech, literal soapbox speech.
1: Oh, is that where the. I don't know.
0: I don't know. But it could be.
1: Soapbox, that has got to be where it's from.
0: Maybe. Because we're talking
1: 18 something, right?
0: No, 1940s and 50s.
1: Which was so long ago.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. So so he realized that people were really interested in the soap because his soap is. Badass. His soap is the best soap. It's clean. It's like you know, paraben yeah. free. All of oh, this so like free smells. trade. It
1: smells amazing. Made
0: in the USA. Everything's kind of like uh, the containers are recycled. Like it's all super legit. And mm-hmm. and it suds up really well. And it and it lathers really nice. Mm-hmm. Same thing. And uh, <laughs> washes off your body really clean. And it usually smells really good. Yes. And if you've ever had the peppermint, that'll give you a zip on your wink hole. <laughs>
1: Oh, I, I can confirm. If you want
0: a good zip on your winkle,
1: I feel like use
0: the peppermint. I feel
1: like if you if I clean down there with yeah, the peppermint, right? I've got like a um, there's like a certain pussy heat that you've just got for <laughs> hours.
0: You use the word pussy so loosely.
1: Pun intended. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Can't we all just use the word pussy?
0: <clears throat> so, w- so Dr. Bronner, <laughs> okay. he noticed that everybody was just buying the soap and not really listening to his speech. So, what he did was he put his gospel onto the label. So, if you notice the label, it's a really incredible design. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It's, it, but it's all words and if you read it and you look closely it's like all about his um, all about his or not, I don't know if it came from him or I don't know what religion it is if it is a religion but it's all these ideas of how humans should come together and how they should be clean and how they should act and uh, coming under one god and he uses these phrases over and over again. Like, um, I forget what it is. It's like, uh, uh I don't, I don't remember, uh. but it's, it's, it's really, it's really good. So if you ever buy Dr. Bronner's, <laughs> you got to read the, it's like, oh, it's like They're eating a bowl of cereal right and reading the back of the cereal box <laughs> Yeah, while you're,
1: washing, your yeah. While, while you're washing your winkle.
0: Why? While you're washing your winkle. That's literally what I was doing in the shower today.
1: I had no idea, actually. I had no idea. I'm going to go read that. There's
0: thousands of words on. Thousands. Yeah. It's so fascinating. Every bit
1: of
0: it. I don't agree with most of it, but (laughs) I love it.
1: (laughs) It's awesome. Well, it's just different. Yeah. It's different than. He's not just marketing a product. He's kind of talking about a lifestyle.
0: It's a really unique product and it's an amazing soap. It's like the best soap I've ever used. You
1: know what I love about product labels is what that say? someone is writing that copy somewhere. Yeah. Like that's someone's job. And so I try to make an effort to read because um, like even the different foods you buy, I read the little description because no one really does that because it's all jibber jabber. But sometimes it's incredible or funny or silly or like old school and you can make fun of it. Um, I recommend it. I like that. It's a good pastime. Are you going to read it from the I, interwebs?
0: I just want to read one of these phrases. Okay. It's, I got to find it really quick.
1: I like the hemp and almond the, the almond. I just
0: got the almond. It's really uh, it has a really F- hardcore almond smell to it yeah. off off the top, but once you wash yourself, you don't smell like almonds.
1: And there's no zing, so there's if you prefer, n- yeah. a more comforting pussy feel.
0: <laughs> this is okay. So I don't think Doctor Bronner w- would approve of our of our language. Uh, oh, good. Yeah, I don't think he would approve. Don't care. By the way, there's like all kinds of uses for this. For this soap he The label goes into all of them he, Wash dog, all oh. purpose cleaner shave face, underarms, legs Whoa. For laundry For Whoa. organic hair rinse But he says like, You're
1: supposed to use it to clean your tattoo The unscented version is a great soap for Because it's, you know Open yeah. skin wound
0: Oh my gosh, all of these labels
1: And when you get a weird piercing Like a thick piercing You're supposed to clean with Dr. Bronner's too Castile soap.
0: Okay. So, um, from the, so on, on the label it goes,
1: you No, know, I have like 12 piercings. Sorry. Go on.
0: No. Whoa. 12. You don't have hardware in all those piercings. Nope. Okay. Where's, do you have any on your belly button?
1: Uh, no, I never got my belly button.
0: Okay. On your privates?
1: <laughs> no, you wouldn't know that.
0: Well, you said, you just said you don't have hardware in all of them.
1: Yeah, that's correct.
0: Okay. Okay, so on part of the label, it says, From the Army of Principles by Thomas Paine, 1799. Number 76, Americanism is the knowledge of the loyalty, inspiration, or attachment to the army of principles of all one God faith. That lightning-like, unite the human race. What? For we're all one or none. Exceptions eternally, absolutely none. That's what he says over and over again. Exceptions eternally, absolutely none. It's all over here. And there's stuff all over this label just like that. And it's wonderful to read. Some of it is crazy, but or it seems crazy, um, but it's so interesting. (laughs) So Dr. Bronner (laughs) is (laughs) saying... Speaking of crazy... So on Reddit, there is this. Somebody was on the Ask Reddit subreddit. If you know Reddit, you'll understand what I'm talking about. If not, that's okay. Because here is the question. So this person asks: husbands and wives that got divorced after 20 years of marriage, what made you decide to change your mind after all that time? Oh. And there's a bunch of answers from just people mm-hmm. um, in the world. And. Um,
1: Take my shirt off. <laughs>
0: one of one of them says, "My husband's parents did this. he said he he said he knew his parents weren't happy for a long time, said they went to a family therapy together, but ultimately, once my husband went to the army, he was the younger of two, they divorced and both later married other people. Hmm. Those two could not get along for anything. they hated each other. Wow, at our wedding." we had to take separate family pictures with the dad and new wife and then the mom and the sister-in-law it was insane cut to about two years after their wedding I get a phone call from father-in-law's wife of 10 years she is in hysterics she had caught him in bed with my mother-in-law my husband would not believe it until he talked to his father That was over 10 years ago. My in-laws both divorced their partners and have been together ever since. Whoa. My mother-in-law has all their old family pictures on display everywhere and acts like they never divorced and have been together for four over four decades. Ha 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 ha.
1: What?
0: So that really speaks to like there's no rule book to any of this. And people deal with life uh, experiences and situations how very uniquely sometimes because yeah. that's there's like so much to unpack there, but I'm just going to move right on to another one. Yeah. When I was eight, my dad threatened to leave my mom because he was threatened by her brother. My uncle didn't do anything wrong, but my dad didn't like another man in his kids lives because he had fears of abandonment and getting replaced. Oh. Still has those fears. So he gave my mom an ultimatum. It's your brother or me. You got to choose. What? My mom fearing to, my mom fearing to hold together a family, chose my dad.
1: My wow. uncle was broken
0: about it because my mom was forced to shut him, due to reasons he didn't even understand. Fast forward six years, and my brother in law, now in college, develops an outside view of the family life and began to understand the assholery of my dad. <sighs> so my brother called my dad and gave him his full mind. And what he thinks of my dad and how he's done petty things out of fear. My dad flipped and blamed my mom for that because he thought she was putting words in his mouth. Things things were tense for a bit between my dad, brother, and mother until my dad decided to move out officially because he felt not welcome in the family. That was five years ago.
1: He sounds a little controlling.
0: Yeah, that was five years ago, and he's been living separately since then. But my parents are Ooh, still good. legally married mm. due to joint owning a lot of assets. A year ago, however, I found out my dad had been dating a 25 year old for over a year. <gasps> He's 60. Jesus Christ! The scary thing was that my mom knew the whole time, but didn't tell us because oh. she feared how it would make us view our dad.
1: Oh, oh! My, my
0: mom is still broken so up about the much fact to that.
1: Unpack. that
0: It was my dad that left her, despite him having toxic and manipulative behavior toward her, me and my brother, for the latter part of their 25-year marriage. Wow, that's complicated.
1: That's a lot going on.
0: Yeah. So much going on. Secrets,
1: secrets are no fun. (laughs) Secrets, Secrets (laughs) secrets hurt someone. And like... Yeah, you're totally. You're as sick as your secrets. You're as sick as your secrets. And especially if you're covering for someone else. But It that, feels so good to just be, mm, like, everything's on the table. I'm not holding someone else's secret tight. Yeah. I'm not holding my own. I'm not defending someone's honor on my own decision. Like, no, none of that. No, thank too you. Too
0: controlling. You, I, the thing, I don't, there's a lot of control out there, which I think the root of that is in fear. Yeah. And, um... There's, I mean,
1: those are messy ones. There's probably so many just amicable divorces. Like, my parents almost 30 Mm -hmm. years in decided to get separated, and my dad moved out, and it was somewhat mutual, although I think it was really hard for them. I mean, it was very hard for them, and they were separated for a few years before they got divorced and moved on. Like, yeah, moved on. They just kind of. Realize they weren't like in love anymore, like fundamentally loved each other, but not in love, you know?
0: Yeah. My parents got a divorce too. And I think they had really genuine love for each other, but they just couldn't, I think at the end of the day, they weren't compatible.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, And that's a really a way oversimplification Mm -hmm. of the entire situation by a long shot. But I think at the end of the day, that's that's really what happens and in my opinion i don't like you can be compatible for a certain amount of time but long term long term's a whole new ball game that i'm not familiar with and that's why you know i wanted to talk about this in a podcast forum because um i was i'm hoping other people can see it the way i see it which it's not just Uh, fall in love with someone get married have kids career uh, grandkids it's it's different for me Mm -hmm. it's just different for me and i know i know even people who do that feel the same way i do but they do it anyways and um who knows i I might end up that way anyways i just don't i just don't know and i want to talk about it I just yeah. want to talk about it. Here's another one. <laughs> my parents got divorced after 22 years of marriage. They were never in love and didn't like each other.
1: Yeah.
0: They had me and then my sister a few years later, and I wanted to stay together for their kids yeah. and wanted to stay together for, for their kids. 12 years after I was born, they had my brother, and that kept the cycle going. I wish I could say they were happy now, but they still like to cause trouble for each other. <laughs> we're due with our friends, our first child soon. Wait. They're we're due with our first child soon and they're gonna have to figure out how to be grandparents together. Thankfully I'm fifteen hundred miles from them so it won't be a headache often.
1: Wow. Yeah, it really just creates the habits for other people. I see that a lot. People. Yeah.
0: Over time things happen and feel people feel differently and I think I think a lot of couples, from what I've heard, I don't know by experience, they they keep kind of like getting further and further and further away from each other. Mm -hmm. And when somebody has, when one of them has a different point of view, it's, it's not okay. And I think like me and you are two totally separate individuals walking a similar path line together or a different path line, but together. Yeah. And my job is to support you and hopefully, hopefully we keep turning back into each other over time. I, I, other than that, I don't think there's any way to like uh, compose a rule book on any of this, like mm-hmm. to map out, out all of this. There's good things to do, like, you know, date nights and communication and maybe even couples therapy if we don't even need it, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know.
1: But we are also doing this together, which I would say most people start out trying to do the same until they start a family. And then say you now have two kids, that's two more people under your care and in your life and in your house every day that you have to manage and um curate relationships with mm-hmm. and maintain. So like more of your energy and your love is going into three instead of one person. And so sometimes that can get, get probably get put on the back burner. And that's why a lot of people like when their kids are grown and moved out, they've spent so much time and energy over the years <laughs> on that. And then they're left back with the two of them and yeah. it feels different. I'm sure that's must be so weird. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then there's another opportunity to have like, an, like, a, like a third, fourth, fifth life into like your relationship. Yeah, yeah. act three. Act three. Here's one more. Can I talk about, yeah. can we do one more? Okay. Therap- I, I'm not reading these beforehand, so I don't know okay. what I'm getting into, but therapy changed my mind. After more than a decade of being miserable, I finally got help. When I was able to really talk about my marriage was when I realized that I needed to get the fuck out. Hmm. At the end of the day, I stayed in a shitty marriage because the thought of being alone scared me. The ther- through therapy, I was clued into how many wonderful supportive friends and family members I had if I just reached out to them. I wasn't going to be in a relationship anymore, but I wasn't alone either.
1: Wow. That's such a <clears throat> positive way out
0: I'm a a big proponent that if you get out there Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and put yourself out there things will come back to you if you start to ask the questions even though like you might seem stupid or might seem silly or you know vulnerability scares you or any of that if you put yourself out there on front street good things will come back some bad things too but you have to have that strength that that awareness that, um, that uh, ch- the, give yourself those chances to say no, thank you, or let it roll off your, let it roll off your back and all that stuff because shitty things come too. But if I can recognize, I'll just speak in I statements. If I can recognize the good things and say yes to great opportunities, small or large, um, you know, with like the foundation of love and kindness. Like if I can recognize that. Think great things will happen. And yep. this person just put herself out there. She just like, she jumped. Or he. I think it's a she, right? I kind
1: of thought it was a he. It
0: was a he. Okay. Maybe it was a she. But you never know. I mean, relationships are so complicated. It's a whole cosmos out there.
1: Mm-hmm. I can't say enough about enough good things about therapy, too. Yeah.
0: Just like being. You,
1: even if you don't think you have stuff to talk about in there. Yeah. We're, we're all human. Fuck, fucked up little peeps <laughs> we're
0: all fucked up human little <laughs> like, peeps
1: yeah there's always something to talk about I just think it's so powerful to yeah. look at yourself and to talk to someone unbiased and unjudgmental and all of that
0: yeah those moments of truly letting go and getting honest with yourself mm-hmm. um, For I'll speak for myself are the cornerstones of Brand new character building, um, uh, um, moments in my life where I've, I've changed from those moments. Yeah. Um, some of them were really uncomfortable and other people were telling me instead of me figuring it out for myself, but I did it anyways and I was better for it. Um, I don't know, it's, it's really hard. Pride and ego really get in the way of a lot of the stuff. and awareness and knowing what's healthy and what's not in anything from communication to physical communication mm-hmm. and how we talk to one another on a daily basis and, and all that stuff. and I you know, I get quippy and nitpicky all the time. Yeah, and okay, all right. <laughs> but I really what so re- do I? My motives, because I'm human, and i'm gonna fall into those ruts i'm gonna fall into them a lot, but my motives for our relationship is to lift you up I want you even if it's even if it's scary, like even if it means you might head further away from our relationship, I want you to i I'll talk about it, but I want you to do the right thing for you Mm -hmm. and it may or may not be the right thing for you but it's not for me to you want
1: me to make those decisions for my life path yes without without overly concerning myself or controlling about what you yes want out of
0: it now I do want to be an influence like a healthy influence which you are as you to me but I don't want to stop you you know, I don't want to, you know, keep you from doing the thing. I have to be open minded and I have to yeah. let things let the chips fall sometimes.
1: That's how I feel, too, about you. I um, I feel like you teach me a lot of this stuff, though. I'm learning it on my own and I'm learning it with you and from you. I think you maybe have had these thoughts much earlier than I did. You're a, a little bit older, too. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I totally agree with you. I was just thinking about this, uh, as I was driving this morning to, I don't, I was listening to a podcast and going somewhere and I was thinking like, I am fully self reliant and self sustainable and I can, um, like depend on myself to express and go after whatever I need and whatever I want, whether it's doing it myself or asking for it mm-hmm. or making sure that you know what that is or um, expressing expressing those things to you. And I um, can just be who I am, whether I'm with you or not with you, but obviously I want to be with you. But... I'm not like stuck in like a, th- a enmeshed. I don't think that we're stuck in like this enmeshed thing where I have to like worry constantly about the other half. Does this make sense?
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I couldn't have said it better myself. I was, I'm just. <clears throat> I don't think glad we are. For that. I don't think we are, but it's sometimes it's hard to see out of our bubble that's in true. a relationship. That's that, true. That's true. That's part of the.
1: I mean, I consider you for everything and think of you in every decision, not to say that's not a thing, but like, um, yeah, I'm not like, oh, you know how it came up is someone was talking about getting divorced on this podcast. And I was thinking like, I have the freedom to make my own money. Not
0: this podcast. No, not
1: this podcast and go work and take care of myself if I wanted to. Yeah. Like I'm not stuck in a marriage where I'm like home um, and like couldn't find a way out um, because of decisions I've made.
0: Yeah. And Maybe that's, I
1: will be someday. I don't know.
0: That's not a bad thing either. No, it's not. It's, it's again, there's just like, I really liked how you said self-reliant. It's mm-hmm. really important. I think we should all strive to be some have some sense of Mm self-reliance just in case. I mean, you never know what's going to happen.
1: But I think that came from, um, I had a lot of decisions made for me growing up, which we all do because we're children and our brains aren't formed. Right. But I think a little too much, like, uh, I didn't know, I have a hard time making decisions and I didn't really know what I wanted, what I liked, what I didn't like when I kind of came of age and yeah. that's cause I had someone kind of, um, on the puppet strings. And so it just feels good to not be there.
0: Yeah. And does it feel weird to not be on the puppet strings? No. With me. Oh, with you. Yeah. Because like, no. I'm a big, I'm a big advocate for you to do you. And was that weird? Well, I mean, no. in our relationship at all, or did you find it a relief? Cause sometimes when you oh. have the puppet strings, it's like, that's the normal, that's your comfort zone,
1: right? It's a relief. I think that like, metaphorically you have some puppet strings in that your opinion means a lot to me oh, and yeah. in that I'm strung I, up. I have a lot of codependency too. So you. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there's that, like that's part of a relationship, but yeah. Right. <clears throat> You don't get to like you don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Or what I should do unless I'm asking your opinion and your advice and I need you. Yeah. I guess.
0: Well that stuff does come up though too. Yeah. Um in arguments and you yeah. know, on a bad day and stuff like that.
1: But I hope otherwise. this is coming off the right way. Sometimes when I listen back to it, I don't make the point I was trying to make and it, it sounds like We're tooting our own own horns and stuff, but...
0: No, this is... No. I uh, I think that right there was your insecurities. (laughs) I think that was... This this whole conversation is really great for me.
1: Yeah, guess what? Character defects, Um, low self-esteem and insecurity. Positive positive character traits, uh, confidence when I have it, and uh, self-reliance and that's it (laughs) (laughs) just a quick four
0: okay all right well i love you honey i love you too this has been good okay so um for all of you listeners appreciate you so so much um you can support us by following us on instagram at swgmpod um, leave a question on our website, shouldwegetmarriedpod.com, right at the bottom. It's totally anonymous. Buy a t-shirt if you'd like to support us. We have t-shirts for sale. Uh, share this with a friend. Tell a friend. Share any of your thoughts with us. We love it. Even, if it. even if it's the most conflicting point of view with our point of view, it's all gravy. Even better. Even better. We're just navigating this thing ourselves, this podcast, and we're happier along this journey with us. And that's all I got. Honey. Thanks for listening, everyone.
1: Thank you. Bye. Bye. Sure.